Joan Smalls, she was shooting in front of Carl Lagerfeld and she was like on a boat and she literally got on top of like one of the ladders for the boat and she's like, can I drop down? It was like the BTS moment. Just drop your arm. And she was like, I'm going to drop my whole body. <laughs> it was amazing. And I think about that all the time. Like before a runway shoot, I'm like, she said she's going to do this. So you might as well. Do I love it. <laughs> Standing at a statuesque 5'11", model Somalia Knight was determined to become a model. Inspired by the hit show, America's Next Top Model, Somalia's determination grew more than ever. She started a fashion club in high school to foster a community of fashion enthusiasts and raise funding to support various philanthropic efforts like combating eating disorders. Determined to overcome the exhaustion of being bullied, Somalia graduated early at the top of her class. She would later meet an agent who would help her launch her career. With her unique look and newfound confidence, Somalia shaved her head, showing off her prominent ears, which would further catapult her career into working with one of the top modeling agencies in the world. She's walked for designers like Calvin Klein and Laquan Smith and appeared in magazines like ID and Nylon. We had a chat about her modeling journey, her experience working with Solange, and the power of breaking out of the box. Welcome to A Fashion Moment. I am thrilled to have you here. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Ah, fabulous. I know that fashion week is around the corner, so you must be like insane right now. Absolutely insane. Um, trying to get the body right, trying to get the <laughs> mental right, making sure that uh, clothes are right. It's absolutely um, it's stressful, but I've been doing it for so long. I don't know why it's stressing me out at this moment, to be honest. I love it. Like, what is your process like for that? Like, it, like, do you have like a specific like diet? Like, are you like running around like for miles every day? Like, what is your process? Oh, so my process, um, well, coming from um, quarantine is has been more difficult than recent years um, because literally I was eating everything. <laughs> You know, I was just having a great time with food. I was like, oh, just exploring food was absolutely amazing this last year. Um, But definitely a big salad for lunch, um, a very small (laughs) breakfast and dinner, and then wake up food all over again. And it's stressful. It's actually... I don't know how you do it. Like, I just, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, diet, lose these quarantine pounds. And it's a lot harder than I expected. It is a lot harder because we've gotten so used to literally um, just enjoying... I feel like and food is also one of those comfort things where it was just like, oh, hey, you're here to help. Thanks. I can't go outside, mm-hmm. but y- you, are, you are going to be constant. <laughs> Yes. Pandemics are stressful. Like we forget. We're just like, oh yeah, like 
it was the pandemic quarantine. It's like, no, that's like a traumatic event. So turning to food, like makes sense. <laughs> uh, and I think I did it. Um, Cause even my mom was like, she's from, well, we're, we're from, well, she's from Africa, but I was born in mm-hmm. Florida. So um, she was just like, you need to go every time. Like every time I go home, you need to put some, put some weight on your bones. Like, Oh Lord. So you know, that's how black people get down. They really do. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, but she was so happy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to the, I went to the grocery store. I'm making me some greens. I'm like, found me some turkey necks. And she was like, you know, turkey necks. I love it. What y'all know about turkey necks? <laughs> That's like hardcore. That's hardcore. But you, you know, you mentioned your mom and, you know, we, we always love to ask our guests, like, let's start from the beginning. Like, where are you from? And like, where did you grow up? Oh, um, okay. So I'm born and raised in Riviera Beach, Florida. It's a small little area in, um, in Palm Beach. And, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of, it's, it's not, you know, the cutest, but, um, <laughs> so, but my mom is from Somalia and my father is from Germany and they met because wow. he was a flight attendant. He was like really one of the first uh, flight attendants from Eastern Airlines. It's wow. now closed now. Um, but yeah, that is basically my background. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And, you know, in one of your previous interviews, you actually mentioned that you looked up to your great grandmother. Like, what was she like? What did, what did you love so much about her? Oh, geez. She was absolutely amazing. She was, um, she cared a little more than what a lot of people did. And it was, um, it was just like an inspiration. Like, and she didn't only care for me, she cared for everybody in the family. Like, Mm -hmm. so well, I kind of, the matriarch. Yeah, it was, she was absolutely um, amazing. I was very, very, I'm very proud at the moment to have gotten to know her and be raised by her and everything. So, yeah. 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 It, it, was she the grandmother on your mom's side or your dad's side? Uh, on my mom's side. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Was she in the States or was she abroad? She was in the States. Um, she came over um, very young and, uh, mm. Well, not very young, but relatively young. And um, the first place she moved to was Cuthbert, Georgia. I'm like, wow. what? How did you find this little small Huckleberry? Huckleberry and- I mean, <laughs> you know, that's it seems to be the case for a lot of, you know, immigrants who come here. Like some of the smaller towns are like, you know, that, that's where a lot of folks go. Yeah. I love it. And so like, just to confirm, are, are you 5'11"? I am a 5'11 and a half. Oh, <laughs> we can't, we can't oh. oh my goodness. <laughs> On that note, high school, were you 5'11 in high school? I, yeah, I was sadly. Oh my Lord. Um, wow. One of the tallest girl oh, I think I was the tallest like um for graduation I was like the second and third like they was lining us up and they're like oh oh my goodness always taking pictures in the back right they're like you can stand in the you back you're the tallest yeah <laughs> but you are like proactive you're like you know what I'm tall I'm doing this I'm starting a fashion club 
Uh, yeah, it was um, because I went from a very, uh, I went to a very just like sports oriented high school. Like most mm-hmm. of the football players go to NFL. Most of um, the basketball players go to the NBA. Like it was just very just sports. And I was like, well, I don't fit in nowhere because I can't, I don't like to run. <laughs> Did you cheer? Were, were you a cheerleader? Oh, uh, no. Uh, sadly, You're like, like no. Our, um, <laughs> our, our, our literally, our um, cheering squad only had one one person of color. Just one. Wow. Yep. I, I was that person of color at my school. So <laughs> definitely no. And, and Bring It On was like super like popular at the time. So like at certain games, they'd be like, Kirsten, come on, say it. Like, like the other team, you know, like when you like greet the other teams. And I would be like, bring it. They're like, yeah. It's just like, I cannot, I cannot. It was insane. But back to you (laughs) with the fashion club, like where did your love for fashion come from? Was it something that was just always there? And you were like, you know, I want to bring the the students together with this. Like, what was your vision? Oh, it's going to sound because now I'm a, I was a part of um, Clubhouse and I said it, I said it all the time, but literally, (laughs) honestly, um, it was America's Next Top Model that really I mean, too. <laughs> yes, you want to be on top. I love it. <laughs> it was literally um, so America's like model, and then mm-hmm. I was walking into like uh, in in middle school. One of a friend of mine who I think all the time. Um, she walks up. She's like, I think you could be on America's like and America's like style model. That's probably in like sixth grade, seventh grade, and middle school for me was absolutely the worst. So I'm like, wow. oh, thank you so much. But then I went to high school, very different scenery. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, I go, I'm going to have to, I literally, because I was at the point where I was like, I need to do something to fulfill my life as well as getting um, good grades. And mm. I literally hit up so many teachers and it, it wasn't going as well as planned at first mm-hmm. I got one teacher to be like all right girl if this is the route you want to take go ahead <laughs> wow wow that's amazing um on the America's Next Top Model note is there like do you have a favorite season or episode or like a model that you were just like yes oh I uh my beauty is so right now, but it was always either for me. <laughs> yes! Same here. Like Eva brought it. She literally did. And on top of that, she was the shortest one on that on that cast. And, and still won. <laughs> Wild. Eva, Eva is still winning. We she, love you, Eva. She is. She's so great. She's so great. She but while the fashion club, you, you start the fashion club and you actually use the club to raise money, like over $15,000. Like, yeah, we, um, how, whoa, what, like, what, like, what were you um, raising money for? Like, what were some of the causes? So we um, raised the money for two charitable organizations or two nonprofits. It was, um, one was for eating disorders and the other one was to help kids being, um, kids getting adopted. Uh, wow. So we literally, um, we charged like five, $8 
for tickets for entries. And um, we would do like these little cute, um, like let's sell things for like during um, Valentine's Day. Like get a oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, we were we were trying the, the hardest, but within three years, fifteen thousand dollars. That's that's cute. Wow. We had, that's amazing. I mean, like there's so many like high schoolers who are just like doing their thing, just like you know, trying to navigate the popularity, um, you know, yeah. ecosystem. So to be able to sort of step outside of yourself and say, Hey, like, you know, and, and you were bullied in school to, to step out of that and say, Hey, I want to help someone else. Like that's, that's major. And like, why eating disorders in particular? It wasn't my first choice. Um, Hmm. a couple people in, um, the group, they wanted to do something else because they weren't, um, my skin color. Or that mm-hmm. so they um kind of felt closely to that and I felt close uh, to um the other organizations. So. It was pre-Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If it helps someone, it helps okay. someone. You know, we got to do what we can, (laughs) but, you know, uh, going back to that, you know, being one of the only, you know, students of color being this like, you know, 5'11", fabulous, you know, girl strutting the halls, just like living in, in the moment and who you are, like, what got you through that period? Um, What was it? I... To be honest, I cannot give you, um, I don't know. (laughs) It might sound very sad, but I literally didn't start feeling who I am now when I got, until I got to college, but, um, I I really, I really don't, I don't know what I, cause I literally woke up every morning sad, but then I, I don't know. I still put on some long socks and some heels and was like, this is who I'm going to be today. <laughs> and I guess it was kind of a mask, to be honest. Um, wow. I think, Interesting. Yeah. I think it's because it's not. Uh, also, I mean, my mom did a really good job every morning. You need to go to school, making sure that you are beautiful and you don't don't listen to nobody else. Like that, that black mom cussed out every morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> A little affirmate. It's like black mama affirmation. Yeah. Somebody needs to like record that because black mama affirmations are everything. They are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> wow. And, and you, I mean, you were getting the grades, like you were like top of the class. You graduated early. Like how did that happen? I decided to get in bullied. So I was like, um, the club, the- <laughs> You're like, I got to get out quickly. I got to get out quickly. Like it was to me, it was like, uh, -uh, this is not going to happen to me anymore. So I'm just going to leave. And I decided that at the last, the literally the last minute of 10th grade, um, because I had a, it was like a whole, it wasn't, um, I jumped. It was jumped. I was jumped. Uh, (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know it was the whole thing. Um, and I was just jealous. Kids are just so mean these days. It's just like, oh my goodness. It really was. So um, 
But yeah, so I decided that and I decided to do my um, 11th grade and 12th grade year at the same time. So I was doing wow. one year online and one year um, in school and still planning all of the fashion, all the, fa- the last fashion show that I was going to um, plan at the school and doing wow. a lot of stuff. But I mean, it, it worked out. It worked. I mean, clearly, (laughs) I mean, and like right after graduation, you went to FAMU, Florida A&M University for a hot minute. I went to FAMU. What was that like? I mean, you know, that's like, you know, HBCU, like you're stepping out, you know, the hair is flowing, you're 5'11". Like, did you feel a completely like different shift in sort of how people perceived you? It was so like in the maybe third to um the first month I was there because I was literally so because I decided to um turn in my application late I did so Uh much stuff so late like um acceptance week came around and we were and I was just just like oh I don't have a dorm yet and everybody's like what and so I ended up (sighs) in the basement (laughs) at oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) damn (laughs) I know it was a cool. You can't have students in the basement. <laughs> well, the the dorm isn't there anymore. It's um actually um so so much better now. There's, I mean, it it was a great experience. Um, when yeah, I literally lived in the basement with four other women, and um one who is also she's also a Pisces. I'm still um I still speak to her now. Her little sister actually just moved up here as well, but um. She literally, I, it was so hot. Um, those on those seven hills, seven of the highest hills in Florida. I had my hair out. I dyed it orange for some reason. I thought it was well, it was an orange, orange, but it was like black or orange. But uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Let's show some true colors. I bleed orange and green. <laughs> Uh oh! Here we go! Here we go! I I hear the rattlers now. The rattlers! I hear them. <laughs> but, um, I love it. She, I was like, I was like, girl, I'm so hot. She was like, why don't you take that all that hair up out of your face? And I was like, because I don't want nobody to judge me. Like I got big ears, mm. and people going to sit here and bully me. She turned around so fast and was like, um don't nobody care about how you look <laughs> like don't nobody wow. care about your ears so if you don't put your hair up but you're gonna look stupid walking around here with your hair all up in your face while you sweating wow wow so you uh, were you okay. were hello i'm so sorry i think you're cutting out hello can you hear me hi okay okay we're back. <laughs> Sorry, it was cutting out. I was like, no. Um, but were you were you ashamed of your ears? I mean, your ears are like your signature, like your signature look. I was I yeah, I was ashamed. I um mm-hmm. I was ashamed and I also just was so tired of people just pointing at my ears and laughing. Like I was wow. a circus animal or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that experience sort of built uh, like a tougher skin for you to face the modeling industry, which is insane? <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it literally did. I'm not going to lie. Um, New York has shown me a whole different side of bullying, though. 
Ah, New York. I mean, it's like straight no chaser. Like people will just give it to you the way they feel it. So you're just like, okay. Like, geez, I really honestly didn't know that I need to change X amount of things about myself. But okay, thank you for the note. Note it. Thank you. Oh my goodness. But you know what's crazy? It's what's crazy is that it's like just being you is like special. Like there's no other, like there's no other. So it's like, you either have the privilege of working with me or you don't, but it's a privilege, you know, because there's only one you. Yeah, that's true. That's it. That's it. So if they miss out, they miss out. That's what I say. Uh, (laughs) I'm hearing you. Thankfully I have the luxury of now just being like, um, just not being that insecure little girl anymore. And now I'm a woman, full, full blown, full grown woman, you know, and I'm just like, all right, well, y'all book at me, period. And let's, let's, let's. I love it. Well, how did you, like, what was your big break? Like, you know, I'm sure like along, along your discovery and just like the route of your career, like, I, I know that one of the previous interviews, there was a moment where you were just like, is this going to even work out for me? Because you were just getting rejection after rejection. And you were looking like, you know, signing up for models.com, like whatever you could find. So like, what was your big break? Like where you were like, yes, I'm finally in. Oh, um, it, it was literally when I shaved my hair. Um, no way. It, yeah. It, I went through a whole America's Next Time Model moment. <laughs> Um, oh my god what happened i literally so i was was i was tied well i was with um a mother agent and i was Mm -hmm. his very first girl and um so he i mean he was an amazing photographer and um he didn't he he knew what he was he was doing but he didn't kind of know so every every single year from before it was like I, I met him in 2010 and um we literally went from um agency to agency year after year well no it was like year and half year and then beginning of the year so that happens for years um uh-huh. um with the same haircut perms in my hair um finally he thought that it was a good idea um because Eusenia I can't remember, mm, the last mm-hmm. but Yusinia came through and was like, and she had her hair cut the same way. And he was like, maybe you should cut your hair. And I was like, wow. what? excuse me, if I cut my hair, everybody go see my ears. I'm not about to sit here and cut my hair so you can just see my ears because I'm still, right? still hiding hiding my ears with my hair wow. if I wanted to. I was wearing ponytails and this and that and the third, but um, it was. Um, I don't know. I cried every every second that man was taking hair out of off of my head. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Did you just see it falling to the side and on the floor? Oh, it was so sad. I, I had a humongous support system. Now I had three three best friends standing right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> holding your hand, girl, holding <laughs> rubbing my back. It's okay. It's okay. It's Literally from the barber's up from the barber's chair, I went to Jersey to get Mm. get my digital shot, and then literally the next day, I had um, 
three different agencies call. Signed with Stop it. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? It was that is crazy. Literally, the whole thing it seems like a whole little roller coaster. Wow. Wow. So what did you sign with an agency at that time? Like you were like, oh, I actually get an opportunity to pick. Yeah, yeah. I signed um I signed with one of the biggest agencies. Um amazing. It was and then you were just like off to the races, like hitting runways, like magazine spreads, like who were some of the designers that you walked for? Oh, I was looking way before then. I know. Uh oh. I was looking way before then. You know what? This is this is the time we we're about to name drop, y'all. Okay, let's just do it off the top. Who are some of the folks you've walked for throughout your career? Let's just give them a few. Let's flex a little bit. Go ahead. I was the first unsigned model to walk for Calvin Klein. Uh oh! Boom. Check. That's my first show. Check. I did um, Lake Klein. Maybe Love three seasons. Yes. Ah. Um. And then I mean, I was doing other things. Um. <laughs> it was like ID. You did ID magazine. Was it ID or nylon? It, oh, I did nylon three times. <laughs> three. Oh, both. I like. <laughs> and then it worked. And then three other times, and I did get signed. I was like, yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got to love fashion people. Uh, were there any models that you grew up looking up to? Oh, yes. I, um, Chanel Iman was, um, a big, a big one. Jim Smalls was also a big one, of course. Yes, Joan. Yes. Joan, actually, I saw her during, um, Fashion Week one time. I was like, oh my God, it's Joan Smalls. Um, she wasn't walking the same show I was. She's probably in a whole bigger show, but I was like, I am going to ask her for coffee and get some tips. <gasps> so I asked her for coffee and she was like, I'm kind of busy, but yeah. Let's, let's let's grab the coffee. So I was like, oh, S period poo. Shut the front door. Did you go? Yeah, I did. <gasps> and she went down. <laughs> oh my God. Is her skin perfect? I just, oh, was, my God. She was absolutely amazing. And she has such a beautiful soul too. She was sitting there telling me like all the good things, like to make sure that she puts the clothes back on the hanger. Um, when you leave wow. the show or a shoot and um, just make sure that you respect everybody equally. I was like, wow. girl, oh, I already know, knew that, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. You know, speaking of tips, like for those who want to get into modeling, what would your advice be as a veteran right oh. now in the game? Oh, um, I know there's so much, but like, what, what would be like the top, like one of the top, uh, things to keep in mind? Make sure that one is taking care of themselves. Um, skincare mm. is always amazing. Um, and mentally. Do you have a recommendation for that? I mean, I see Naomi, she's, she never ages. And I think she like spreads La Mer like everywhere. <laughs> but is there a <laughs> Is there a particular like routine or 
brands that you like to use like for your own skin? I literally, I use, um, the ordinary, I do a couple acid pills, um, mm-hmm. maybe twice a month. And, um, chlorophyll has been a really good job and take your vitamins. I have some plants yeah. in your, in your room, in your space. Really? Yeah. Cause that pulls out the pollution in the air. Yes. It, I would assume. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Huh. <laughs> Oh my God. It literally just connected for me. Like that, that is like, I never thought about that in terms of like skincare, having plants in your, in your space, in your home and how that's better for your, that, well, thank you. That was a tip for me. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you guys love that one too. I'm like writing that one down. So so in one of the previous um, interviews, um, you mentioned, you know, and and you mentioned it earlier just about like the hair and sort of like, you know, having security blankets um, to sort of cover, you know, cover up like insecurities. For, for those who are, who want to enter this industry and have certain insecurities, do you have any advice? for them on how to sort of get over that? Like, do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you pray? Like what are some of the things that people can do to get over the insecurities? And obviously in fashion, it's very difficult because it's such a visual industry and you're often judged regardless of whether you're in front of the camera, behind the camera, people judge you based off of the way you look like, but what advice would you give them? For those who are feeling a little insecure right now. Oh, um, I don't know. I um, uh, maybe it would be absolutely amazing just to um, take yourself out of the box that you put yourself in. Hmm. Um, oh, I like it. Please expound on that. That that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, it's we've all put ourselves in boxes from bullying or, you know, being told that, told that you're not the prettiest or the smartest, smartest, (laughs) ugly. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. But, um, and take, take that box and use it as your tough skin and just go ahead and do the things that you want to do in life because it's always literally the last key on the keychain that will open that door. Just go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that, Jim. My goodness. Um, I literally, like, I think I actually did let out a scream when I saw you in Solange's short film, Uh. Passage. I screamed. I screamed and my kids were looking at me like, mom, like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh my God, I forgot you there. Like, how did that, how did you, how did you end up in that film? That literally, so um, I was supposed to be, Solange has um, been reaching out to me uh, for the last couple of years. Um, wow. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was, to me, it was kind of surreal, but um 
at the, the very first time that she reached out to me, my dad had just passed and I was, oh, man. yeah. So it was like, it was too much. And I, I yeah. respectively told her at this very moment, um, I can't do it. The next time she met, she reached out, I was trying to get, um, my, my papers to go to, um, South Africa. And it was, mm. it was just a lot. It was just way too much. And I'm still like doing different things, but I kind of was depressed because of my dad still. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, recently she, re- cause I was like, I'm burning the bridge. With Mrs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shoot. Talk about, I mean, but again, real life is real and things happen. So it's, you know, these are things you can't really control, but I, I mean, I can only imagine you're like, I told Solange no, like twice, what? (laughs) Twice. And I was just like, you know what? She's never going to want to work with me. And I was right on that one. Cause, um, though this last time my sister was graduating from, um, Florida state and with her master's. So I was in Florida and I was like, Oh, I, I, I'm in Florida. And she was like, well, when's your ticket home? And I was like, it's going to be tomorrow. She's like, that's perfect. I will be here and we can just, we can do the fitting as soon as you get to, um, as soon as you get to, um, um, New York. So literally I fly all the way back to New York, get, uh, get in the Uber I had, de- I had to take a shower and change my clothes because I was like, I'm going to yes. meet Solange. <laughs> yeah, you can't be functified going to meet Solange. You know, you got to be fresh. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot to wash my hair, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> my hair was all That's crazy. all good. Yeah. It's like, all good. I walked in and she was the very first person that I saw. And she was like, hey, it's so ha- it's, I'm so happy to meet you finally. And I was like, what? Hey, hi, I'm nervous. <laughs> she was like, amazing. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> oh my, did she like, did she call you? Like she called you personally? Like it wasn't like an assistant? No, no she doesn't have an assistant. She does everything on her own. Love right. love She's such an artist. I love it. She really is. She literally was doing everything on her own, like from styling to this and that. Mm-hmm. The third. Like she had a stylist and she was like, no, I want. Yeah. I know Shiona and some of the other girls uh, work with her. Yeah. She's great. Wow. Amazing. So like you get there. And like, what, like, what did they describe the, the project? Um, like, how did they describe the project to you? Because it is very, um, it's such an artistic expression. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, what is the passage and what was your role in it? I was, so it was a three day job and I was only able to do two. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, so basically, um, they from the fitting day it was um it just it screamed very artistic but very um still cranes in the sky so I was like okay yeah I can, I can do that I danced here and there um for different other projects so we can so it's doable um, yeah but um the shoot day I was there was like all right just go ahead do whatever and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> like, um, like, 
like just dance? Like they were just like, do your thing. And you're like, okay, I'm going to freestyle. <laughs> yes. It was a whole freestyle. And I was like, well, I don't know how much I can give y'all, but I'm going to do my best because the lines are sitting right there and I ain't going to. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Interpretive dance. Interpretive dance. That's exactly, exactly what they just was like, just go ahead and move. And I'm like, I can't move in this. And she's like, okay, oh, wow. we just walk and then, and then do whatever. And I'm like, okay. Well, I will listen to you, Miss Mother. <laughs> okay, like let me tap deep within my soul, like to the ancestors. Like <laughs> let me let me pull from Somalia. Let's do it. That's amazing. Like I, it was it was so powerful. It was it was really powerful. You would have never known that you like didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> like oh my god they must have choreographed this for like days and weeks you know Beyonce in the background talking about one two or even Blue Ivy you know helping Auntie Solange out I was like oh they're working hard working hard (laughs) and then I literally so I was on on lunch and then walked back in and I saw Dion work and I was like wait hold on that's Dion work and I was walking back and I was like all right so I saw Jess is that Dion work she said yeah, she's there. She's supposed to really go say hi. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. So powerful. So many powerful black women. I love it. It was, it was, it was something. It was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to put a link to it in the notes y'all. Cause you need to see it. It's, it's, it's so, I felt like it was sort of like, I felt like the film itself could be on loop and like it I think it was on loop in a museum, right? It, yeah. Was it in a museum? It was, yeah, it's very like curatorial in that way, like very sophisticated. Um, but I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can see it. But you, you going back to um, you know, your life and and your perspective. Like you are truly an activist and you're very outspoken. You got to follow her on Clubhouse. She's dope. (laughs) You're very outspoken about a lot of issues. So, you know, like right now, what are some of the areas that you are currently focused on in terms of like activism? Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) I know there's so much, so much work to be done in this world. I tell you. I, um, which is, it's, it's not sad, but when I tell other people that I do this, they're like, what is wrong with you? Like, why? I'm uh, literally holding the White House accountable. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I write them um, literally letters every single day and I drop it off in, in at the post office because um, the things that are going on, things have, that have happened, they've been happening for beyond the amount of years that I've been living and um I did really can't stand that because my entire family is black I don't mm. know my white side of the family so mm. I was surrounded by black people and um it really it really hurts me to know that we are just sitting out here and I actually I don't call myself biracial and you can um mute this out but it's just it's just hey hey do your thing it's all good (laughs) you know people have the power to identify the way they want to identify so this is 
the fashion moment is an open space where you can do that. So totally fine. I don't hear you. I am. Um, so I identify just as being just a black person because I wasn't raised with anything other. Um, Mm-hmm. My mom, all my cousins, like everybody, my uncles, I was literally raised in a black, in a black family, period. Yeah. And um, yeah. I just would really, it would really probably take me to a whole nother level if I got that call saying that um, one of my family members or another even black person that I don't even know was shot and killed. Yeah. You're strangled to death by a police officer, somebody who's supposed to sworn to um, protect and serve their community. So it really it um it really hits home when yeah. you hear stuff like that. Or I mean, there's just recent cases where these police officers don't even have like there's there's not probable cause yeah no probable cause no yeah. probable cause no proper training um it really just really sets in deeply deep anger with me. yeah so i'm trying to make sure um there's not too many protests going on there's actually no protests going on in new york but i was on the front line protesting um yeah with the situation with um mr george Floyd. Yeah. Um, like it's just you know it, it just it just hits home too much like that I, I think what i can't remember where yes. picked that whole um woman in her face while she was on the on the ground like excuse me yeah no no yeah damn. like that makes no sense i mean we also have to work on different things um in our community as well but there's yeah. a reason for, I mean, everybody needs, needs to work on different things in their communities, but. Basic humanity literally. and, and basic, you know, human rights and civil liberties that, you know, we value here in the United States and should be applied to all citizens, not just a portion. Right. So I am right there with you. I've been, I, I've had my protested shoes on. I, I think <laughs> I, I probably really started when Mike Brown, you know, yeah. passed away. And that was just, whoo. I mean, that day I was like, what? You're just leaving the body in, in the middle of the street. Like, oh, I was like, oh, uh-uh. and I, I literally, I just, I was making a poster in my office and they were like, Hey, Kirsten, where you? I'm like, I'm going out. I'm going to the streets because this <laughs> this has got to stop. It's got to stop. So it really does. Whew, so much to do. So you know what? It's like if you can fight with the pen and the and the word, legislation is very important. Um, holding local, um, your local um local authorities accountable, um, participating in local elections is very important. Yeah. So, getting, you know, not forgetting that. Yeah. So it's just so essential to really creating change that, that will, that will be sustainable and not just be, you know, like a moment. Yeah. We, we want this to be a movement oh. that translates into permanent legislation exactly because people literally and then also like getting people out to vote um yeah i think that last election the last presidential election there is more black people that voted 
more than any other election. And we have to thank Stacey Abrams for that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what we're going to do, we're going to create a runway for, remember, I think it was, they used to do like the runway for change. Like they need to bring that back. Like, (laughs) come on fashion. I know Anna, you know, she's been dipping her toe back into it, but let's go, let's go. (laughs) You know, let's use this fashion thing to help you know, make an impact, but I, I just love how you're so vocal about it. And, you know, thank you for all that you do. Um, and you know, you inspire us to, you know, continue the work. And for those who, you know, may have been thinking about it, write a letter, make a phone call, you know, those things really add up and can help change, change things. (laughs) You know, when your parents are like, I'm writing a letter, it's like, no, that actually works. Actually works. I, I took, a, <laughs> took a piece from um, the opposite side. I was like, uh, since y'all want to write a letter, I'm going to write uh, several, several. There is power. <laughs> there is power in a letter, <laughs> not an email. I mean, emails are cool, but like those letters, whoo! It's like there's just something official about it. They, they hit different, especially in 2021 where everything is um, digital. No, ma'am, you're yeah. about to receive a letter. Every day. <laughs> in my world, everyone gets a letter. I'm like, oh, oh, this customer service was terrible. I'm like, I'm about to write a narrative. Like, it's like an essay. And, you know, you just, you, you, you got to write. I mean, reading and writing, man, like, especially for Black people. So many people fought for us to have that ability. You know, exactly. I'm just like, let me get off, let me get off my soapbox. So let me, let me get back to a fashion moment because <laughs> I could go. I could go on all day about that, but I want to ask you what, you know, like, what would you say has been the key to your continued success? Um, oh, geez. Um, confidence and God. I think mm. um, God gave me a dream and um, I because even when my mom calls, she's like, are you, are you good? Like, are you sure that you, this is what, this is the path you want to take? And I'm just like, um, God gave me a dream and I think he gave it to me for a reason. Hey. Wow. So, um, I think that is, um, basically, um, exactly what fuels my fire to be honest. Yeah. It's like, you're fulfilling your destiny. You are fulfilling your purpose. And even though it hasn't been easy, you're doing what you were put here to do. Yeah, um, I think yeah, exactly. I feel like because I know it sounds so superficial sometimes when I said like God gave me this strange child, but I've literally taken um, my career and put it into so many different different uses. I go to schools and talk to kids that have been being being bullied. I miss I I text people all the time about all right, you being bullied? Okay, cool beans. IG my DMs are filled with people, women and men, or gender doesn't exist anymore. I keep have to keep reminding yeah. myself, but um, <laughs> um yeah. just people telling me that it's it was a hard day um wow. something can you just give me a little boost or pick me up so um I mean I think God knew what he was doing <laughs> <laughs> 
you're like, mama, I had a dream. Like it's, it's a dream. It's a God dream. It's a God dream. As, you know, as, as brother Kanye would say, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I also have to just ask, like, what do you think are some of the, or is one of the like biggest misconceptions that people have about the modeling industry as a whole. Oh my God, that models are dumb and stupid and they just only literally just to walk on the runway or they just pose for a camera. Child, it is so much harder than that. (laughs) Yeah. And there are some, I mean, there are a lot of smart models out there, like (laughs) top of their class, like you, like Veronica Webb, when we had her on the show, I mean, just talking to her during the show and like post-interview, she's like one of the most, like one of the smartest people I've ever met. And like, that includes like the people that I've met in DC with all these think tanks on Capitol Hill and all (laughs) these people who are, you know, like correspondents or authors, like she is brilliant. (laughs) So that makes complete sense. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, a lot, I mean, we, I don't know. I'm I'm not a cookie cutter cookie cutter beauty in anywhere that I go. But you know, it's, it's I'm a mom. So interesting. It pays my bills, but I'm also smart as hell. So do not. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Own it. Own it. <laughs> so what? You know, I I I you know I have to ask because you're just. I mean, I've just been so inspired by this conversation. I'm so glad that we finally had a chance to talk one-on-one. Like, I I feel so blessed and honored right now. But what legacy do you hope to leave behind with your current work? Ooh, um, that's hopefully I can, what I want to leave behind is that regardless of the nose and regardless of everything that you've gone through you can probably still achieve your goals that's should be on my tombstone if we still have tombstones from that but (laughs) I love it I love it so you know this is a fashion moment and we ask all of our guests what is one of your favorite fashion moments of all time it can be personal, like, you know, something you experienced growing up, it could be professional, it could be something that you witnessed, just something that like a moment that was just truly magical. And you're like, ah, this is fashion. And I love it. Oh, okay. So do you remember when fan fan girls about to come out but do you remember when um joan smiles did that one she was shooting in front of um carl lagerfeld yeah and she was like on a boat and she literally got on top of like um like one of the ladders for the boat and she's like can i can i jot down it was like the like the bts moments and they're like just drop just drop your arm and she was like i'm gonna drop my whole body (laughs) It was amazing. I, I and I think about that all the time. Like before a runway shoot, I'm like, she said she was gonna do this, so you might as well. Do I love it. <laughs> Go ahead, Joan. Go ahead. Oh, she was so amazing. I'm gonna find that thing and um send it to you because it was. Uh, can you? I'm gonna put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally so amazing. I'm still, and it probably happened to maybe nine years ago, but (laughs) I listen, fashion moments, your fashion moments have no dates. 
Like if it was, if it was magical, if it was transformative, if it just brought you joy, like it doesn't matter. Time is no factor, but I am so excited that I was able to speak to you. I hope that, you know, you, the listeners enjoyed our conversation. Where can people find you? online. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Whoop, and I'm also on IG. <laughs> so I'm both Somalia Knight. And then I'm also on Facebook. Also Somalia Knight. Since I'm the only Somalia Knight. I love it. <laughs> are you, by the way, are you, are you excited about this like fashion week in person return. I just have to ask, like, are you excited about this? You know what? It's this fashion week for some reason has given me more anxiety than the last fashion weeks just Hmm. because I haven't walked down a runway in two years. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm, I'm excited, but anxiety is kind of like taking over because I haven't seen casting directors in, in years. I haven't directed casting in years. Like I'm worried that, I mean, I know that body positivity is key right now, but I'm just like, um, I, you got this. No, uh-uh, you got this, you know, salon just calling you all the time and <laughs> you know, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting all these like magazine spreads. You good girl. You about to, you about to do this. <laughs> I'm excited for you. You're going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I know it. I can kill anybody. Right I'm going to see you everywhere. I'm be like, Oh, there she goes. Oh, there she goes. There's I can't wait. <laughs> oh, but I got a special treat coming for everybody too. Ew. You do? I do. I can't tell you. Um, um. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, we'll be waiting for it. And if it comes when this airs, I will make sure to include it in the show notes and the IG post for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, this is the end of our conversation, but I, I'm just so inspired by you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.